Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. The New Testament is full of plain words concerning Christ, our experience of Christ, and the church. But the details of these items are actually more clearly seen in the Old Testament, in such books as Genesis and Exodus. The preciousness of our dear Lord Jesus, for example, is clearly portrayed in the details of the priestly garments. That is, if you know where to look. Don't miss the preciousness of Christ on today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Ron Kangas has joined us again today. Ron, it will be, I think, a very satisfying, enjoyable view for our listeners today. I hope that uh, they would all stay with us for the duration. We're going to look at this article, this item of clothing of the priestly garment called in most translations the ephod, E-P-H-O-D. We've touched it a little bit previously, and we've seen that this word does not have an English equivalent. That's the actual Hebrew word. There was nothing to translate it to because it's uh, nothing that we have a frame of reference for other than the description that's given here in Exodus. Tell us a little bit about it and a little bit about what we have seen regarding its spiritual significance. You're correct that there is no, to my knowledge anyway, adequate and proper translation. In effect, we have a transliteration. But the Hebrew word means something like this, to bind or fasten. And it also has the meaning of gird or link. We have the thought of being fastened, of being linked and bound together in some positive way. Then another thing we need to see is that only the high priest among the serving priests wore the ephod. The high priest is a type of Christ, and since only the high priest wore the ephod, this indicates that Christ alone in the spiritual reality wears this ephod. We intend to look at some more of the details of this in a little while. The thing I would mention here is that Christ as the high priest has a kind of binding or fastening capacity which enables us through faith and in our loving pursuit of the Lord to be bound to be fastened, to be linked to him. So right now as we are fellowshipping this, and right now as a number of seekers are considering this fellowship, at this very moment, Christ is our high priest in the heavens, appearing before God on our behalf. 
and we'll see in subsequent messages, he is bearing us and wearing us before God because he in his person as the God-man is the reality of this ephod with its binding, fastening, girding, linking capacity. And it's very precious in our experience to see and to realize that we are one spirit with the Lord. We are in him. We are joined to him. And using the words from this message relating to the ephod, we're bound to him. We're fastened to him. We're linked to him. So where he is, we are because we are fastened to him. These are at least a few of the aspects of the spiritual significance of the ephod as a type of Christ. Ron, last week as we touched this matter initially, we uh, read a verse in chapter 28, verse 2, very short verse that just indicates that one of the functions of the priestly garment was for glory and for beauty. I think these two factors today are going to be very much brought out in our message with Witness Lee. Let's go to him now. The uh, priestly garment, the main part is the robe, the long robe reaching nearly to the ground. The garment is of two materials and five colors. In 6,000 years of human history, there had never been such a textile woven together with golden thread and linen thread, golden yellow, pure white, plus blue, purple, scarlet, all these five colors woven together. You can see the appearance is extraordinarily from the New Testament, the Lord Jesus. His person is of two natures, divinity and humanity. Divinity is typified by good, and humanity is typified by linen. These two are woven, the golden thread, woven together with linen thread, the two materials with two natures mingle together. They never produce a third nature. By the New Testament, we know the word of God and this word became flesh. God means golden and flesh means linen. The Bible has a picture how the two natures of our Lord are put together by being woven together. His divine nature was processed. The gold used for this kind of textile to make the priestly garment has been processed. Firstly, refined to be pure gold and then beaten into very thin plates and thirdly cut into thread and fourthly 
join. For him, as God to be a man, he has gone through all these suffering processes. Could you see our Lord as the very God had gone through all this process that he can be one person with humanity. This is the preciousness that we couldn't see in the New Testament. But here you can see. Ron, the basic item of the priest's garment was a long robe. Then over the robe, he wore a tunic, a somewhat shorter garment, something like a jacket. And then over this was the ephod. Last week, we saw, and as you reviewed earlier, the primary function of the ephod is to attach or link together. Today, we want to look at the fabric of the ephod, its appearance, and it really was something quite marvelous. The fabric was made predominantly of two fibers. It says linen and gold woven together. Actually, threads made of gold interwoven with the white linen, then with three other colored threads, blue, purple, and scarlet. We're going to come back to the colors in a few minutes, Ron, but what about this combination of materials woven together, the gold and the linen? What do we see with these? The ephod typifies Christ. The basic materials, as you just mentioned, of the ephod are gold and linen. And the gold and the linen are woven together. The gold signifies divinity, especially divinity in its expression. So the gold, which was one of the fibers signifies Christ's divinity, his divine nature. Linen signifies Christ's humanity, and of course, his perfect, fine, uplifted humanity. So we have the gold signifying divinity and the linen signifying humanity, but these are not yet the crucial point. The crucial point is this. The gold and the linen were woven together. The gold did not cease to be gold, and the linen did not cease to be linen, but the gold and the linen were woven together to make one fabric. This is a picture of the mingling of divinity and humanity in the unique person of Christ. As portrayed by the ephod, Christ is the mingling of God and man, the weaving together of divinity in humanity. But in this mingling, in this weaving, divinity does not lose its unique characteristics, nor does humanity lose its characteristics. Furthermore, there is not the producing of a third thing, something neither divine nor human. Rather, this mingling produces a God-man who is the interweaving of divinity and humanity in his unique, marvelous, and wonderful person. It's amazing that some of these items touch uh, some of the most profound and significant theological uh, items in all of Scripture, and yet the types in this picture are so graphic and help so much. That's why we need the pictures And we have to point out somewhat in passing that if 
the great teachers of the Bible, the theologians, uh, those interested in contending for the truth, had paid as much attention to the pictures rightly interpreted as to the clear statements in the New Testament, uh, we might have avoided a lot of problems. But at least from this point on, we can benefit from the pictures in Exodus and from the clear truths, we may say the captions in the New. Let's go back to another picture. Here's Witness Lee. How his humanity has been routed into his divinity, also through the processes. You look at the linen. The linen used to go through this process, that process, at least four, five, six different kind of process that it can become twine linen. Twine thread is a thread with at least two cards, mostly three cards of thread. Then they twine the three cards together to make a string. Here it says the twined linen. That means linen becomes a string for linen to become a twined cord. It should go through all the process. And eventually, both of these two kinds of threads are woven into one another together. So you have an entire piece of whole textile. Isn't this a picture? You look at this particular extraordinary textile, you would say, Lord, I would just worship you. Amen. You are just like this. Your divinity has gone through all the process and your humanity has gone also the different processes of sufferings. And they both were woven together into one textile. This, Lord Jesus, is your person. I do know what the Lord has shown us. This is the picture that shows me what can person my Lord Jesus Christ is. Dear saints, with what kind of plain writing you can present people such a clear view? No way. But by such a type. Ron, to fashion such a material, such a fabric, there had to be an elaborate process that took place. In the raw form, gold and linen really could not that easily be woven together. What about the process of weaving the humanity and divinity as seen in the person of Christ? This word process is crucial. And we don't know of a better word to use to describe what we see here. You have the gold, then you have the linen, but both went through a process in order to be woven together. So the gold needed to be beaten, and then it needed to be fashioned finely into thread, and the same thing with the linen, that it wasn't a a whole cloth as a kind of mass, but that had to be reduced to thread. So now we have gold thread and linen thread. Now God, in his eternal nature, does not change. God is immutable. 
But God in his economy in Christ has passed through a process. So the gold, which is Christ's divine nature, and the linen, signifying Christ's human nature, in Christ's human living, went through a process experientially in order to produce such a glorious expression of divinity and humanity in the unique and wonderful person of Christ. Well, I'm really looking forward to this final section today. Witness Lee in this message was very taken with one particular item, and that is the preciousness, the beauty of Christ. And we're really going to touch that in this last portion. Let's go back to him. These two materials woven together through all kinds of sufferings and processes. Plus of these, you have five colors. Bro signifies heavenly. The brown color signifies dusty. That is absolutely in contrast with bro. Because bro signifies heavenly. With Christ, there's no brown. All bro. All together heavenly. But then, purple. What is this? Kingly. When the Lord Jesus was just 12, as a little boy, raised up in the carpenter's home, when he acted, according to Rogue 2, and when she spoke, he was kingly. Whatever he did, he was kingly. We are not like that. We are like what? A dust that is in contrast with bro. He didn't express any kingship. But when the Lord Jesus, whether he was happy, whether he was angry, the kingship was manifested. And scarlet, deep red, signifies what? Redemption. When he said, give them to eat, I don't like to see they go hungry. This implies redemption. Amen. I don't like to see women bound by Satan in certain kind of sickness for so many years. This implies redemption. He did everything in the way of redemption. Put these three colors, you have the golden yellow, and you have the pure white. The golden yellow signifies God expressed. When he fed 5,000 with two small fish, and five small loaves, God was manifest there. Golden yellow was shining. In one man's living, you could see the heaviness, and you could see the kingship, and you could see the redemption, and you could see the divine brightness, the golden yellow, and you could see the pure humanity. In the same one man's living on this earth, you can see all these colors, all these aspects. They're saints. In what page of the New Testament you could see these things? This cannot be put into writings. This could only be portrayed by a picture. By seeing all these. I cannot tell you how much appreciation and how much worship I have rendered to the Lord. 
I said, Lord, I just can't appreciate. I cannot express. I just can't see you. I can see you in this page of Exodus 28. I can see you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are the true woven with the two materials, humanity and divinity. Divinity and humanity together into one person. Yet, both natures are not lost. Still remain. Hallelujah. A wonderful, marvelous picture. And with all these beautiful colors. Well, Ron Witnessley began this message by promising all of us that we were going to see a picture, a portrait of Christ that would fill us with appreciation for him. And I have to concur. This picture is altogether wonderful. Let's spend the last few minutes looking at the blue, the purple, the scarlet, the gold, and the white. What about these five beautiful colors that were all incorporated into the ephod? Let's begin with a further word about the gold and the white. That the gold signifies Christ's divinity, which has been processed in God's economy to be the thread, to be in such a form that it can be woven together with a humanity signified by the linen. Christ in his humanity went through a process largely consisting of suffering to become the thread. So divinity and humanity both have been processed in the person of Christ to produce this glorious expression of divinity in humanity. The expression of divinity is glorious, and the humanity of Christ in which this expression is seen is beautiful. So we have divine glory, and we have human beauty mingled, woven together, in the one person of Christ. This in and of itself is awe-inspiring. This is the God-man. But as the four Gospels reveal, there is more to Christ's person and work than simply his divinity and humanity as wonderful as they are. He is a king. He is a kingly being. Everything he did had the genuine element of kingliness with him. When he was 12 and submitting to his parents, he was a king. When he purged the temple, in John chapter 2, he was a king. In all of his relationships, he was kingly. This is portrayed by the purple. And although he was a genuine man, he was heavenly. And in John 3.13, We see that the Son of Man who was here on earth is simultaneously in heaven. So there is a heavenly quality, a heavenly atmosphere in his person, in everything he said and did. Heaven is present and heaven is expressed. This is signified by the blue. And then we have the scarlet, the deep red, 
surely pointing to Christ's redemption and to the redemptive, I would say, intention of so much of his actions. Surely he accomplished redemption on the cross, but so much of what he did, I would say, had this kind of redemptive intention. He's here to redeem, not to judge, not to destroy, but to redeem. So now we put all these elements together, or actually, we don't put them together. We see how they are put together in the ephod. Golden yellow for divinity, pure white linen for humanity, purple for kingliness or royalty, blue for heavenliness, scarlet for redemption, all woven together in one unique fabric, the ephod, which is a picture, a type of the wonderful, marvelous, precious, glorious, beautiful person of the God-man, Jesus Christ. How wonderful, how marvelous. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher and distributor of the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. If you'd like to contact us, just email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.